Well, what an occasion. We're so sorry that um, we had some delays en route, but we're here. And it's a remarkable chapter in the life of the church. And those of us who've traveled both from different parts of the country to be here is a statement of our support of you and our recognition of what the Lord is seeking to do to shape the future. It's a pleasure to be involved, old and young together, so that we can experience the provision of God and the way in which he provides for us. I want to just take a reading for you. I'll just be quite brief because the main focus of our time will be the induction and setting in into the ministry of Rick and a chance for us to welcome the Holy Spirit to anoint and to set the pace for the future. But I want to take a text uh, from Joshua. And I'm going to read just a few verses and they say a few things just to put a context to what we witnessed today. Chapter 1, it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. I love that song, we uh, live to serve your majesty. Everybody in this room who have given their life to Christ, that's our mandate. And to those in leadership, it's not about a throne, it's about an apron, it's about the serving and God takes care of those who serve in his family in that way too. But after the death of Moses, a servant of the Lord, the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant. You can't escape it, can you? Uh, it's, it's, it's a bit like the Apostle Paul in writing to the churches. He talks about fellow laborers. This is hard work. I've got to tell you, it's, it's hard work. We need the enablement of the Holy Spirit to make us able and faithful in the work of God. Especially in these days. And he's faithful, isn't he? From a child, I've known that. And from a boy in ministry, I've known that. And throughout every phase and stage of leading in the work of God, I've understood the faithfulness of God to equip the church with gifted ministries for the maturing of the body and the release of the ministry of Christ in the body of Christ. But this servant of Moses is dead now, therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel, and every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I've given it to you just as I spoke to Moses. The truth is this, God is an expansionist. He wants us to grow to our full potential, both in our personal walk with God, in our testimony as a church, in our fellowship amongst other churches and expressions of the body of Christ. What he's looking for is expansion. The kingdom of God will, shall increase. It doesn't matter how troublous the times are, you can chop this tree down, but it will still grow from the stump. God is committed to a testimony to every generation. And we trust him for the generation at our heels. 
that as we come and set in Rick amongst fellow elders, that we work together to see the blessing of God for this whole new phase that's before us. But every place in which the sole of your foot treads, it's up to you really. To work with the grace of God, the giftings of God, as a church and as ministries, together to see God's testimony expand in the region in which he's placed you. Every place where your sole of your foot treads, I've given it to you. Just as I spoke to Moses from the wilderness and this Lebanon even as far as the great river and so on. Verse 6. Be strong and courageous. For you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them only. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. I know sometimes we need to redefine what we mean by success. But really we are talking about full fruition of all that God has intended. We are talking about wholeness. We are talking about growth. We are talking about maturity. Whichever way you want to approach that, this is where success lies. In combination with the prompting of the Spirit and the Word of God to undergird what we do. We do not, as it's been well said in our time, we do not shape the Bible around the culture of the day. We shape the culture by the Word of God. And, and Joshua, whatever might be the nuances you bring, it's the same remedy. God's got a purpose. We are his servants. So be strong and be courageous. I want to address you first of all as a church and specifically to you, Rick. Um, but first of all as a church. It's a new chapter. Obviously so. But we don't like things new. We, 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 we get used to the way we do things. It's going to be very different. It's not going to be anti-scriptural by the grace of God. But it's going to be different. We've got to have these nuances. Joshua is not Moses, but he knows the heart of Moses. The future must respect the past, but not be prisoners to it. In order to shape the future, we have to understand the legacy that's been entrusted to us. And God wants us to appreciate Joshua is not Moses. You can prophesy, we don't need another Moses, but you do need a Joshua. You need someone who can help set the pace amongst the leadership team so that you can accomplish the task for the days that lie ahead. But it's going to take strength of heart and mind and will and it's also going to take courage. I've always asked, by the way, Rick, in leadership, I, I honestly mean this all my life, I've asked for wisdom. I've always said, Lord, above anything else, give me wisdom that comes from above. Because the wisdom of man embarrasses me. 
the wisdom of our political leaders troubles me. I pray for them, not wanting to criticise them. But if all we've got is the ways of the world for the church, we won't succeed. And even to unlock the potential in the body of Christ, we need wisdom. Otherwise we'll, be run, ourselves, we'll run ourselves ragged and we'll become the servants of everybody but not the masters of what God wants us to be the masters of. So it's going to take strength in our leadership team, in the church expression, but also courage. So when I've prayed for wisdom, that's one thing. But it didn't take me long to discover you can have wisdom, but you need the courage to implement the wisdom that God's giving you. And you can't afford to stop and say, oh, I wish it was like the good old days. And they were good and bad, we all know that. But, 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 but. We need the courage, particularly in today's society. Because the Spirit of God is coming to visit us again. And the generation won't know what's hit it. Some of us have lived in a move of the Spirit for I don't know how many decades. We can't do it without the Spirit. So we need that courage that only He can give. So that we can accomplish something new, something more, without despising what's already been as a bedrock in what's taking place. So Joshua, it's a crisis. It's time to move on to a new day. That's the crisis. Success is more demanding than failure. We can cruise on failure, but success demands everything we've got. And so we're looking to God for this next phase in the church with the addition to the leadership team, we're looking for some real pace setting so that we can accomplish more than we could have accomplished without you in the mix. That's important that you know that. And it doesn't mean you know everything. Good. There's where wisdom kicks in. We need one another. And then we can accomplish the task. God is sovereign, but he's an expansionist. And he wants to do it not by might, not by skill, not by power, but by his spirit. So we need to depend on him to broaden us, to deepen us, to establish us in our endeavours, both as a church and as a ministry. God's faithfulness, as we've been singing, God's faithfulness is throughout every generation. The same yesterday, today and forever. We can make it with his presence and with his direction and with his equipping. And God's measure of blessing is so that we can inherit all that he wants us to inherit. Now we can't hide behind all the right words. We've got to move into a collective commitment to shape the face that's in front of us. We need one another. Did you hear me, church? Yes. And you know, something to say to you, Rick? You are who you are by the grace of God. And we released you from New Life Church 
because you had no option the call of God came on you I, mean, I remember Rick coming to me deeply moved in tears and I think the preach was on who will go for us who will go for us and I happened to mention if you remember Rick what's happened to those who hear God sending where are they where are they who will go for us and when you came to me in tears, I knew God's Spirit was on you. I had no idea about Basildon. and Basildon chose. I mean, you had a chance to fellowship with the church here. But what I did know is the call of God was on you for more than where you were at. And it was a great cost to the church in rugby. I just want you to know that in releasing you. But it's an investment in the kingdom. That's the nature of our relationship across our network and family of churches. You haven't got it all, you know that. The enemy tells you that every day, that doesn't matter, you can say what he likes. But God is your sufficiency. And your covenantal relationships will strengthen you. And as we were with Moses, so we shall be with you, Joshua. That's the point. That we find our way of strengthening one another for the task that's to be done. But when we come to the laying on of hands in the company of God's people, we're saying, Lord, thank you for adding yet to us another gift in our armory of the work of God. Thank you. And Lord, we stand together and ask for your spirit to bond this leadership team together so that we can accomplish far more in our togetherness. Amen? And that's going to be the focus. But it takes a crisis. Crisis in your heart to respond. A crisis in the church to receive. The old and the young to flow together is the hardest thing I've found. I don't know why. I must be still young. I may be old. But I, I find the biggest challenge in our country right now is the cooperation of the generations together. And the vision of God is the old and the young in the dance together, right? Nobody wants to be called old. I always say older. I'm older. <laughs> Means I'm still young enough to remember what it's like to be young. But we need the young and the old together by the grace of God. You're a wonderful church, let me say it to you. We go back a long way in our relationships. God has blessed you as a church over many years. And I love the way your ministry is over the wall. I love the working into the hospital more and more. Some of, the, some of the people I've been talking to in the States who work in hospital ministry will tell you that sometimes it's underrated. The impact that the Christian influence can have on the bereaved soul, on the desperate situation. People who've never darkened the church, suddenly the lights switch on and they find hope. So we pray together both what we're doing within the community, what we're doing over the wall, what we're doing across our network together. We're seeking to see the testimony of Christ expanded. That's our heart. Did the people say? Amen. Amen.